an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors, that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod. Or text Wondery Pod to 500 500. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Myers. Late Night is off this week, but on today's podcast, you'll hear Seth's recent interviews with actor Titus Welliver and TV personality Wendy Williams. Now let's get to the show. Our guest is a talented actor you know from shows like Lost, Deadwood, and Sons of Anarchy, and films such as Gone Baby Gone and Argo. He stars in Bosch, which premieres its final season June 25th on Amazon Prime Video. Welcome to the show, Titus Welliver. Nice to see you, my friend. Oh, that was an introduction. A lot of <laughs> We like to introduce people by uh, another actor telling them to get the out. <laughs> I can tell you how many times Reddick and I did that because I couldn't keep a straight face. That's uh, that's acting right there, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, Lance Reddick, uh, I mean, one of the great joys of uh, the show, uh, Bosch, is how uh, frustrated he is with you constantly. Through seven <laughs> seasons, he has never gotten used to Bosch's behavior. No, no, not at all. And, you know, and the thing about it is that people say, oh, Lance Reddick, he's really intense. And I go, he's a complete... Boo Boo the Fool. We joke all the time. We call each other Boo Boo the Fool because all we do is talk about comic books, Star Trek. He's and he's a he's silly. He's a silly, silly guy. But you know, when they call action, he he goes into lockdown. Yes, he is very certainly uh, in the roles I know him for. Uh, very little silliness. Uh, I first became uh, familiar with you. Uh, on Lost, and I think because of that, it never occurred to me uh, that you were a fellow New Englander. You uh, grew up in Maine, is that right? I spent my summers there, and I went to boarding school there. So I, I had, I spent a lot of time in Maine and in Boston and in uh, you know your neck of the woods, uh, <laughs> not Franconia, but uh, a lot, a, a lot of time uh, there. So I consider myself. A New Englander, 100%. Well, I think the highest praise you can get as an actor from New England is being cast in multiple Ben Affleck movies, which <laughs> has been the case. I guess, you know, that's, good. that's not a guy who uh, uh, doesn't have an ear for it. That's true. That's true. When we first, when I went in and met him for Gone Baby Gone, and I was doing the audition thing, 
And I said, here, you know what? I'll do it again. And I'll, I'll, I'll dial the accent down. And he went, no, 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 please keep, keep it there. And then we would get on set and I would do, you know, a take and he'd come over and he would say, I'm losing the accent. And I would say, Ben, you know, if I go any harder, we're going to need subtitles. And he, he said, I don't care. It's got to be grounded. And I was relieved because with the exception, I think of, you know, Goodwill Hunting and, and prior to that was the Friends of Eddie Coyle, which was like the quintessential um, Boston film. Because everything else was a bad Pepperidge Farm Remembers commercial, which is so offensive. I'm sure to you, when I hear that, I go, better to not do it. <laughs> you also, uh, you went uh, to NYU with a, a fellow from my hometown. Uh, he was there first, I should establish, but Adam Sandler. And you guys were in a comedy writing class together. Did you have an early sense of uh, his talent in that field? You know, he's just one of those guys that's always funny. And so we ended up in this class together. And I, I took it just because it, it seemed like an interesting class. And I, and I knew Adam. Um, but we were immediately after the first class were separated uh, and we're not allowed to sit together anymore. And, I mean, you know, we're at NYU. It's not like we were in third grade. <laughs> but, you know, part, I would just look at him and he would say things like, I really can't wait to get a cup of coffee and a bag of Cheetos. And I would lose it in the middle of the class. <laughs> you know, they would go, uh, uh, Adam, Titus, guys, come on, please. And so it became, you know, we, we, we thoroughly enjoyed torturing this, this poor assistant professor. She, she deeply disliked us. And I don't know why, other than maybe she just had a thing about New Englanders, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was really kind of lucky in that way is that I got to to see Adam, you know, so early in his career. I would go and see him in little, you know, comedy clubs all over Manhattan. And, you know, and he was he's an original. I mean, he and the stuff he was doing then was not he didn't say, well, wow, that reminds me of X. It was, you know, Sandler is his own guy. And, and it's, you know, his success has been, um, you know, really nice thing to to observe because he's a he's a really good human being he's one of the all-time greats i've said to him that i don't think he has a new hampshire accent as much as every kid i grew up with in new hampshire had an adam sandler accent because once he became famous like every kid i went to high school was like oh here we go i was like that's not that's not a regional dialect you're just doing adam sandler and nobody in new hampshire is talking like this <laughs> <laughs> and the ice cream. Eat your goddamn ice cream. I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, I'm always fascinated by early uh, roles that actors have. Uh, and you're sort of known for playing, um, you know, in, in sort of grittier fare. Uh, but you had, a, you had a part in 90210. Uh, what was your part and, and what was your father's reaction when he, uh, when he saw it? You know, I played this guy who was this alcoholic boyfriend to this girl who was who was trying to make a sober go of it and and uh luke perry god rest his soul was her sponsor and friend and my character was kind of jealous and we got into a into a thing and luke perry who was considerably smaller than i was um took me out with one punch and he you know he was laughing i mean we had a great time and he was a warm and welcoming and lovely guy but uh I didn't even tell my father that I was on this thing. And I got a call from him the next day and he uh, calling from his house in Maine. And he said, 
Yeah, that thing you were on last night, uh, what is it, um, Los Angeles 95162. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, 90210. Anyway, yeah, what, what, well, whatever it's called. Don't ever do that again. And I, and I said, what? Why? And he went, yeah, you, it's bad for your soul. And I went, well, Dad, I've got to pay my bills. And he said, son, if you need money that badly, I'll send you some. <laughs> well, that's the kind of support every actor should be lucky to have. Uh, yeah, that's a very kind thing for a father to do for a son. Yeah, the subtext was hold out for Scorsese. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> right now I'm in Jason Priestley land, but I hope to get there someday. Uh, hey, congratulations so much on seven seasons. Thanks so much for making time with us today. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Great talking to you. It was a pleasure. The seventh and final season of Bosch premieres June 25th on Amazon Prime Video. Our next guest is a New York Times bestselling author and host of the wildly popular The Wendy Williams Show, now in its 12th season. Please welcome back to the show, here in studio, to tell us how she's doing, our very good friend, Wendy Williams. <laughs> How are you doing? Hi, Seth. How are you doing? Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God, Wendy, what a delight. Thank you for the invitation. You know, I, I was lucky enough to see you, uh, have you on the show during the pandemic, but yeah. uh, it wasn't the full Wendy. Like, right. getting the full Wendy head to toe is very important to me. So right. thank you for being here. Thank you, Seth. And how are you? You are back in your studio. Mm -hmm. You have limited audience back. What no, are you no, at? We are like 75%. 75%. By next week, we're going to be like 85%. And by the week after that, we might be 100%. That's very exciting. Yeah. I've talked to you about this before in the show. Your audience is a full party atmosphere. Yeah. I can imagine it's only more so now because people are so happy to be out mm -hmm. and with each other. And people have saved their best craziest outfits, you know, the glitter and the sparkle. Sure. You know how my crowd does. Yeah. I love it. And they've had no way to, to uh, uh, show that off. Correct, correct. Good. And they show it off. <laughs> the girls need prayer cloths. The guys are looking like Tom Jones, you know. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You're seeing a lot of chests right mm -hmm. now? Do you think chests are going to be back as a, as a, for men? Are we going to see more man chests this summer? Well, I don't know. Okay. Probably. I hope so. You got a, a, an honor. You got one of the highest honors that can be given to a celebrity. You got your own Madame Tussaud wax figure. Right? Are you happy with it? Yes. Time? Were you worried before you saw it? Because no. some of them turn out bad. You weren't worried. Well, apparently what they've done is they've, they've, um, uh, they've technology has made it where they could do it even better. I see. So they all flew from London and we spent hours Excuse me, in my, sorry, my mouth is watering. Thank you for the popcorn and goodies in your- Oh, did you eat salty food and now your mouth is drying out? No, no, watering. Do you, do you need more? No, no, okay. I don't want water. Okay, gotcha. Look, but they came and they were in the, on my studio set with the chair and everything measuring and when they measure, like they measure the, le the, the width of your eyeballs, like from one to the other. Now with what? Are they measuring it with like lasers? Yes, yes, really? yes, yes. Well, you weren't worried about getting measured with lasers? Yes. Okay. But Well, guess what? It paid off. Yeah, it was it worth the sacrifice. Because look at that. I yeah. Mean, I love it. Yeah, you, I mean, I would be over the moon if I were you. Yeah, I am. I'd be very worried if I got it. I don't think I'd measure well. Why? I just think I have weird angles. Just. <laughs> don't we you all? You have a perfectly symmetrical face, don't you think? 
Oh, Seth. That's a beautiful ring. Thank you. It's Do a you get all the channels with that? <laughs> you know, a flower ring is my good luck ring. It's been that way since even before the talk show. I've really? had it for ages. But I got a new one done, and this is the new one. It's beautiful. And because I'm not married anymore, you know, mm -hmm. and I just wanted something, because it's a lonely finger, finger, mm -hmm. you know, but not a lonely woman. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Are you, how is it now? Is that going well uh, post? Uh, Wait, I, I, I just want to tell you. So, oh, uh, so I asked the jeweler, I said, look, make it to cover, like make it a big, so nothing's lonely anymore. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's full right? coverage. It's really great. Thank you. And how is, are, are you dating? Are you, uh, now that we're post lockdown? Very much so. Good, and is it going well? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you are you maintaining a six foot distance? Mm -mm. Okay. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Just saying. Do you make sure everyone's vaxxed? Is that like I mean, do you do you want to see the Every, little card? Everyone's got to be clean. Okay, good. And everyone's got to pay. Pay for what? Oh, for dinner and stuff. Well, I'm just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? Because <laughs> I was thinking, how much is a gray papaya? A grape, Grace I'm, Papaya? I, I'm simple. You would be happy if a man took you on a date to Grace Papaya? Well, not the first date. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, you, you need to, so you need something fancier early on, but then you get simple as it goes on. Like this. Fancy, you know. I see. You're like, you're like it doesn't, every night doesn't have to be five star. You can, you know. Okay, great. No, I look. You're being coy about it. I get it. You don't want to just lay out a blueprint for any single Correct. men who are watching. Correct. Right? They got to work to find these answers. Right. I can't just go. I can't get. You know how the steps that a man needs to take. You seem to know a lot, though. I look. I want to get to the bottom of it. Uh, you were on the Masked Singer. You were on the Masked Singer. Did you? Uh, how much did you have to say about your your outfit? I love it. There were thousands of Swarovski crystals and I was lips and it was so heavy and they wanted me to stand and walk with it. Finally, it was my choice. I said, look, give me a couch. Can you guys just push me out? And I sang Odyssey song, Native New Yorker. And I was guest right away. And really? Yeah. <laughs> right away. Would you, do you think, what do you think it was? I mean, here you are, uh, post guest. Do you think it was your voice or do you think it was the clues? What do you think gave because, you away? Because I was laughing in between. Yeah. And, you know, you should know the score <laughs> by now. <laughs> A lot of secrecy in The Masked Singer, right? Yeah. Did you enjoy the whole process? I did. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good operation. They run a good, they run a tight ship. Mm -hmm. How long did you have to be? Like when they, I heard they like just, they throw like a burlap sack over you to like get you in and from out. From the, the time studio. you land in the plane, they send a plane for you, first of all. Uh, from, from, uh, they send a plane? Right. Oh, wow. From the time you land, they throw a burlap sack over you and shuttle you off to the hotel and you cannot be seen. You can't shop. You can't go out with friends. You can't do anything in between doing it. And all you can do is sit in your hotel room. Like, literally, they won't even let you order room service because the room service person might recognize you as being who you are. So how many days is it? How long are you, like, cut off from society? Well, I was there for a week. Wow. And it, it, it seemed like a month. I would guess so. Yeah. So what happens for food? Well, that's, you know, I had people with me. Okay. You oh, know, so they, they can order. They would go get the Roscoe's, you know. Okay, gotcha. Right. You know. What was that, the face you used? You said Roscoe's, which is famously chicken, and then you made a fish face. Oh. All right. Doesn't your mouth water when you like food that you like? Oh, I see. That's when you water, when your mouth, when you, you go like this? Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love, uh, like, I don't think I do that. 
<laughs> you just did. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I didn't do it. You know what? We'll talk about this during the commercial. We'll be right back with more <laughs> from Wendy Wood. Welcome back to Late Night. We're here with the fabulous Wendy Williams. You've been doing this 12 years on your television yep. show. You've also been doing radio forever. Do you ever, it's hard for me to imagine, do you ever get nervous talking to a celebrity? No. Ever. What's the worst that could happen? It's true. I always, <laughs> I will say, I don't know if this is true of you, I sometimes get a little goosebumpy if it's someone who was famous when I was a kid. You know that I can't believe that I get to talk to somebody that I grew up looking up to. That's what gets me nervous. Agree, but it's not nervous. It's more like, it's like when, when you were announcing that I was coming out, I was like a little moist in the eyes because like, you know, wow, I'm part of late night. You know, yeah. I'm a guest on a big late night talk. It's, it's Seth. Well, I think that... And I didn't grow up with you. We came up together. But right. just the idea that you're here amongst these people... It's really exciting. I feel the same way when I'm on your show. It's really fun to be a part of anyone else's cultural institution. That's it's, what I say. Yeah, it's really, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. You, um, I've heard tell uh -oh. that despite, it, this is not an uh-oh, okay. that you might want to uh, one day widen your uh, uh, portfolio of jobs and include college professor. Oh, yeah. You'd like to be a teacher? Yeah. What would you want no, to teach? a professor. A professor, excuse me. With right. the glasses? Oh, you would wear the glasses? And the proper costume. Really? Hello, students. Oh, that's very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think professor right away. Yes, <laughs> and, I, and I, w I would want to profess, you know, um, in the latter part of the talk show slash no talk show. You know, the talk show's great, but I can only do but so much. You know, I've, I've got to go home and moisturize, Seth. I can't be yeah. running the streets forever. Gotcha. But I do want to, I find that, um, you know, you and I went to college, and I feel as though, I don't know about your experience, but my parents wasted a lot of money on me being a communications major. Yeah, well, I was radio, TV, film. That was my major. See? Yeah. Did but I learn? don't think anything I You know when I realized I didn't learn anything? Right. Was when the pandemic started and I had to do all my own tech and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, I should have paid attention. But I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there were classes on everything I didn't know how to do. Well, I uh, um, I didn't have those classes because now, you know, like with the show, they would do the pandemic hookups. But in terms of, you know, um, uh, stop saying like so much. Professor Eastman used to say, stop saying like so much. Have you managed to stop saying it? I'm back to like. Yeah. I, I try I'm pretty not bad to. with like too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Professor Cosberg would say, you know, you need to come to class more and you need to, um, you know, do your thesis. And, you, and I'm like, but Professor Cosberg, all due respect, have you ever been on a microphone? She said, no, Wendy, I'm Professor Cosberg and I know what I'm doing. And I was just like, oh, okay. When were you, at what age were you first on a microphone on a radio show? After college? Or did oh, you do college? During college. During I, college? I was an intern in Boston at Matt Siegel at KISS 108. All right. Kiss, yeah, KISS 108. Yeah, I remember KISS Intern 108. Yeah, the, the internship was good, and, and Northeastern was good, but only because I made it good. For, mm -hmm. You know, I used it for what I needed it for. But uh, these kids, you know, when I go to profess, I want to tell them, you know, don't ask me about what does it take to be a talk show host. How about this? Clean up your Instagrams. You, you know what I'm saying. You mean clean it up so that there's never a point where you get offered a job and your Instagram costs, yes, costs you the job? Yes, yeah. And where's your internship? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and who have you gotten next to for mentorship, which is different from internship? Yeah. 
Do you know what I'm saying, Seth? A lot of different ships out there. There, there are a lot of different ships. A lot of, sh- lot of ships in the harbor, as yeah. you like to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, money per hour. That's what you're gonna have to make. You can't just jump in and think you're gonna instantly be, you know, this person. You're not. No. Great. One of you in this class will be that person. The rest of you. I feel like if this was the first class, I, f- I would feel very, uh, I don't know, disenchanted. Good. Okay. But I want you to come back tomorrow. All right. Well, now I'm, so that, now I'm back on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is very effective. Yeah. I feel like there's a real give and take in, in Professor Williams' class. <laughs> you, had a, uh, you had a documentary about yourself called yes. What a Mess. Mm-hmm. Did you agree to this title? Yes. I and titled it. You titled it yourself. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Hard or uh, liberating to open your life up for everybody to see? 100% liberating. That's good. 100% truthful. 100% everybody who was in the documentary, including my late mom, who passed away um, since last time we saw each other. Um, But, you know, yes. You know, tell your truth. This is what it's like. This is like when I profess. Look, you kids. <laughs> this is what you you might have to go through. All right. Well, I uh, I look forward to uh, more professing from you. You're very good at it. Uh, it is always wonderful uh, to be with somebody who is truly their authentic self. Thank, Thank you so much for making the time for us. Thank you, Seth. That's Wendy Williams, and the Wendy Williams Show airs weekdays. Check your local listings. Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 12.35, 11.35 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.